up, y'all? Guys, <laughs> I am so excited. Yes. Thank you for joining. Thank you for for joining part two of Combos with the Costellos. Yes. And also being on time. That's what I really wanted to say. There was people already here when with the five-minute preview. Prompt. And we want you to be here with yes. the five-minute preview. Yes, very, very prompt, and we appreciate it. Yeah, because the five-minute previews, they kind of tell you a little bit about what yeah. happened with the previous episode. Yeah, definitely. And or the previous segment. Yeah, yeah. And so we love that you guys are here. And check this out. Mm. Right now, before you do anything else, we need you guys to like yes. this video yes 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 if you're on facebook and or youtube <laughs> like it and also please share it and if you have not subscribed go ahead and subscribe please subscribe waiting? yes you know we know people is watching yeah i think this particular video on facebook alone yeah. two thousand views oh, for our season goodness. one yes two thousand views. views and the yeah. watch time was really high people yes. stayed yes. all the way they did i mean that's amazing because a lot yeah. of people don't stay all the way they only watch a few minutes yeah but however a lot of people yeah. stayed during the whole entire hour and 45 minutes uh yes that was a very lengthy one it was well it was the season premiere <laughs> one year anniversary one year anniversary yep and yep, then yep. the topic i mean ouch yeah. we was talking about the women talking okay about women. dominant yep. women alpha yep. women yep. strong women yeah. and so i was yep. like mm -hmm. ooh, but it was so necessary <laughs> yeah. people reached out and was like i got delivered girl i didn't yeah. know i was like that Definitely. listen thank you for keeping it real about thank yourself because you. yes, i'm yes. telling myself no now and so and that's kind of like the whole point uh last week her this week us me this week me and so what what it is is that you know we want to be transparent you know we want to we want to give that opportunity to at least let you know what god did yes. in us you know so yes. that you know there can be some help along the way and even furthermore even deliverance of that yeah so, and i think definitely. some people don't like to keep it real and <laughs> so we live by that to yes. be honest yes. you know and also be real but also in christian love because some people yeah. can be real where you acting like the devil. Okay, you might was real, but did you have to say it and do it like that? And so we being real, but with love. And yeah. so God chastised who he loved. Yeah. And so therefore, yeah. when we featured last week about the women, right. um, a lot of people was like, man, you mm -hmm. know, which mm -hmm. one of the one of my friends was like, honestly, yeah. you guys kept it real, but it was in love yeah, and Christian yeah, love, like definitely. telling the truth yeah. and getting us delivered. And so that's what we want to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so definitely. thank you so much for joining. Thank you all. I thank see you. my peeps up in here. Let me say this. Thank you, Lisa, that's here. That's our yes. super friend. She's here yes. every week. I mean, she, yes. she even yes, won yes. the reward. So thank you, Lisa, Lisa in the building. Lisa, Jenny Washington, let me tell y'all something. That's our mentee. We love Jenny. <laughs> and up, Jenny? Jenny, let me tell you something. She like, she going to be here. She going to share it. So Jenny, we yes. truly appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. you. You yep. are a super friend. You a top friend That's on right. our Facebook. Right. So thank you so much, our Facebook yeah. family. Datavia Millennial Speakers in the building. In hey, the building. Tay. What's up, man? Thank you, Tay. She comes in. I'm like, Tay, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And she do it. <laughs> and I said, Tay, I need you to post. Oh, yep. boom, done. Yeah. So yeah. thank yeah. you, Datavia. appreciate you, And Tay. so listen, I know for sure that yeah. tonight is going to be off the chain. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. going to be off the chain. So Amen. we're talking about men on tonight. We're talking about the male factor in the marriage relationship men in a relationship uh marriage relationship uh, primarily but you know just the male factor and the side of the male so it's uh go ahead and get your ouches out right now <laughs> and if you know any married couple go ahead and share yeah. with them say girl listen watch yeah. this 
hey, bro, watch this yeah, because yeah, we're going to dive in deep. And my husband mm-hmm. have a lot to say on this topic, so I'm so happy because well, we can balance each other. <laughs> so we know, okay? So listen, yeah. go ahead and share. Like the video right now on yeah. YouTube and Facebook yes, and yes, go yes. ahead and share with your peeps. Now, yes. it's about to get heavy, okay? <laughs> and so let me say this next week. Join us, uh-huh. Girlfriend Talk. Yes, 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 yes. Our first girlfriend talk is going to be off the chain. We got Dr. Fiola in the building. Yes, sir. And we have Juanita, our super duper uber friend in the building and our admin. So listen, join next week, okay? Yeah, yeah. And so we have a lot of announcements. We're going to save that to the end. Uh All right, Jenny, come on. And we want y'all to call in next week, too, because we're going to talk about these topics that's going on up in here. You know, it's a lot going on in the world. So we're going to talk about those topics. Definitely. Uh, from a Christian point of view. From a Christian point of view. So listen, we're going to get to it. we already been talking for about five minutes. So <laughs> let us get to it, okay? Let's and go. so y'all ready for this? I guess as ready as we going to get. <laughs> okay, so listen. Tonight, last week, we talked about the women. We talked about the alpha women. We yep. talked about different types of women. We also contrast Deborah being mm-hmm. a strong woman of God, mm-hmm. um, a strong woman in faith. And we talked yep. about Jezebel being a strong woman, but yeah. also an alpha female, yeah. but how the, the contrast between the good and bad, yeah. how Jezebel was with her personality, Miss right. Takeover, yeah, but yeah. she had a very demonic effect to her. Oh, and yeah. so that's the that's the woman we don't want to be. But Deborah, right. she right. was a leading woman. Yes. She was a strong woman, yes. but also she was she was she was wise, yes. okay? Yes. And she was courageous, yes. but she also submitted to God. Uh-huh. She loved God. Right. And so that's the difference, okay? Yeah. Okay. And so tonight, hey, Chris in the building, that's Millennial <laughs> Speak, up, guys, Chris? the co-host of Millennial Speak. There he is. And so listen, yeah. so tonight we're talking about the men. Yeah. And my husband, I'm glad it's him talking about this because there's men the out Lord. there that got YouTube pages and they dogging women. They giving, you know, they're giving ungodly advice to women, ungodly advice to men. And one of them in particular, someone sent me his video. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, he didn't. So my husband, because he a man of God, he's going to keep it real and talk about it. We're going to talk about a relationship because, y'all, we were going to bring a divorce. We were. We were. Okay. And and, and you know what? That hit me, I think, if not today, yesterday. It it hit me, uh, you know, uh, in the short term here that, you know, anybody could be subject to any attack you know what i mean whether it's of their own hand or just you know in general and so we're no exception like anybody else and so yes, yes you know just to say that yeah we were 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 we're gonna talk about uh some work ethic on the on hey, behalf of the man's side need a little help. but okay. uh you know we were uh we were on the brink of divorce you know what I mean? It was like deuces. It was real. And, you know, it was nobody but God, you know what I mean, by oh, his Jesus. spirit, Why you know, to, to help us to overcome that yeah. as well as to, you know, now make it to almost 17 years. And Seven, I say almost yeah. because it's in the next two months. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's 17 years this year of marriage. Yeah. Where it could have ended like right before five. It could have went all bad. And so, sure. listen, I, ha- I I got to say this. Natalie yeah. is in the building. I have an announcement uh, up, that Max? I want to make concerning Natalie Tater. That's my business coach. Yes. And so, I love that she's on here. Well, she's always on here, okay? And she's in Jamaica <laughs> on vacation. Well, let me say work vacation. Okay. And so, she's, she's still working, okay? And so, we Understood. got an announcement that I have for her in a little short video. Also, yeah. we have Arthur Milton Porter III. I like Arthur, seeing his whole name. Arthur, let's go. And he's in the building. He have a talk show. It's yeah. off the chain. I love it. And so, Arthur is in the building. He also, guys, he I threw yeah. this in 
he he didn't know it until earlier that I will have him co-hosting one of my oh, shows. Come for, on. Well, let me say hosting for me because we're gonna take a little vacation right inside of vacation. So therefore, <laughs> he's gonna do that for me. And so I yeah. holler at you, Arthur. I know I yeah. just dropped the bomb on Damn. you, but I holler at you because he's a fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous yes, host yes, of his is. own show, That's and right. so the power of now. So I share it. I, I share it on my that. page. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead and check him out. Awesome. Um, so I love him dearly. And yes. then we have Tasia yes. in the building. We love you, Tasia. Hey, Tasia. And so this LAS family in the building. So I just want to give that shout out before we begin because <laughs> we're gonna be it. talking to y'all tonight. And uh, so. Yep. Because this topic is real, so you can chat it up <laughs> and share now, like and subscribe, because yes. this is about to go down. And so, down. let me it. just ask my husband this, because all the single ladies out there, uh -huh. you want to know what to look for in a man, okay? That will and definitely so, help. I want to ask my husband a few things. Yeah, yeah. The men nature in a relationship. Totally. Also a husband, but you need to know what to look for before a man roll up on you tell him some, hey, I'm your husband. God said like, what? Hold uh -huh. on. God said it. Pause. Okay. I had men that told me that when I was um, <laughs> single, about nine of them actually, and they yeah. said, God said, I'm like, dude, do you even talk to God? Okay. And so I want to ask, <laughs> wow. I want to ask my husband these things. <laughs> <laughs> what is the role? Because a lot of people say be a priest of your household, be a mm -hmm. priest of your household. And we know it's biblical. But what is the role of a priest in the household? And what does that really mean? So first of all, before I even think I want to look like tackling that question, me too. All of them other ones, I have lost count. It was so many uh, that came to my wife to say that they were her husband. <laughs> And she had one signature keynote phrase that yep, she always said. I told saying. him that. What I said. Go pray. Go pray. Go pray. Don't be all up to in all my the ears. nine before, and then <laughs> and then to me. And so I was like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I went to go. So that has been her. That has been the same spiritual uh, uh, filter, surveillance. I don't even know what to call it, man. Filter. That's just been her since I've been knowing her. Anyway, so yeah, go pray. Because yeah. me and God got our thing going okay. on. And if you are part of our thing, then you're going to be talking our language. And so anyway. <laughs> Listen, ladies, I just want to drop this in for Yes. Break. Yeah. When I first got saved, I used to fast yeah. and pray for 40 days. I was for real. Yeah. Okay, I didn't have yeah. no husband either. And that's why the Bible says, while you're single, you have more time with God. I prefer you to be single. That's Bible. But if you got to marry, okay? That's Bible. One, yeah. you got to make sure he's a man of God and right. y'all are walking on one accord. And right. then also, right. you want to make sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you want to be definite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that man is yours, so you need to pray yeah. and fast and yeah. seek God, okay? That's so true. So, I okay. just want to throw that in for free. And Go I ahead. want to throw that in because, you know, old habits die hard, but that's a very, very good habit because what that did is snowballed into a more supernatural spirit of discernment. And yes. so, but anyway, you know, we'll talk about, you know, that thing later. Mm -hmm. What is the priest of his own home? And what does that mean? Mm. Okay. So when you think about 
the priest mm-hmm. and the priest of, let's just say, his home, so mm-hmm. to speak. So first of all, this is biblical, but equally, uh, this is biblical because it's Jewish. And so what the Jewish priest, let's just define what they did. So the Jewish priest is the type of person that they would do three things. They serve as the mediator. They're the mediator between uh, God and man. And so what that means is that they join the two together. And they join the two together uh, because, number two, that priest is the representative of God. And so the priest being the representative of God, that's, I don't want to just say the embodiment of him. Mm-hmm. Well, the embodiment of, you know, the Lord after the resurrection of Jesus, you know, after the bloodshed, after the cross, so to speak. But even beforehand, that was a person that got, uh, you know, the demands from God, got the law from God, got, you know, uh, the things of God from him to give to the people. He was the representative of God. And so one main thing that the priest would do is that the priest would, let's just say, so to speak, atone for the sins of the people. So they would, what the priest does, and here's how you distinguish priest from prophet. The priest present the people to God. The prophet presents God to man and to the people and so that's in the sign in in the in the in the uh in in the uh um i want to say concept but uh that's the mindset relative to you know the power of god and the signs of god and the miracles of god and the wonders of god so the prophet is going to bring all of the glory of god to man but the priest presents the mankind and his people to God. And so when you when you think about what that is and how, let's just say to appropriate that in the marriage relationship, the priest of his home <laughs> is first a person who follows after God. You know, you know in the Bible when you will have heard that David was a man after God's own yeah. heart? Okay, what makes a person a person after God's own heart is a person that makes it their business to to pursue the things of God Mm -hmm. as well as to to practice the things of God, Mm -hmm. to go after the things of God. And they will not Mm -hmm. quit until that thing is made a reality. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes a person a person after God's own heart because, you know, it was talked about for David, but that does not exclude women. And so men and women can be men after God's own heart. You know what I mean? And so when God is your uh, focal uh, point and when God is your central focus is what I want to say. And you relentlessly go after God and the things of God until that becomes the regular part of your life. And that makes you a person after God's own heart. So So Natalie just said something. uh Oh, so she said, so my husband should be able to present me to God. (laughs) Okay, Nat. (laughs) Don't put the car before the horse. Now, <laughs> now, now, now give me That's a chance good, and I'm hey. going to <laughs> let's, let's answer your question. Short answer. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. So the priest of his home, the priest of his home does present his family, his household to God. How do we do that? How can we appropriate that? Uh, We do that through prayer as well as through demonstration. And so here is the prayer piece. I don't want to like, you know, be all talking about myself, but my own practice is every day that I get to live. I am always with and without my family asking for forgiveness of their sins and repenting for forgiveness of their sins, as well as my own. 
And so it didn't really just hit me until now. You know what I mean? That, mm. you know, this, That's see, cool. I can't atone for sin. That's already been done, but we can't ask for forgiveness and we can't ask God to forgive those, let's just say in our immediate company, so to speak, as the heads of our home, so to speak. So and as a covering, I mean, you look at it as a covering. It is as a covering, definitely. The, the husband nature is to cover his household, right. one in prayer and right. protect his household and, you know, go to God on his household behalf, yes. just like Jesus, because he said, men, love right. the wives like Christ loved the church. Ooh, right? You. And so Jesus goes to God on our behalf. So the husband is going to God on our behalf. I want well. you to go 15 miles away. <laughs> Maybe even five. Not 55. That's <laughs> good though, okay? I no, mean, this is good. This because is good. honestly, you know, and, and when you say that, you know, that that's that's the layer of covering your yes. family. You know what I mean? There are many layers of covering your family, but you know, from the at least presenting them in the sense that we want to be right before God, we want to be pure before God, we want to be positioned before God, but we we want we want that our household to be as in best position. Yeah. Uh, at least having addressed sin, whether it happened or whether it happened, uh, obviously or not, you know what yeah. I mean? And that presenting us to God, us, because it's for me too. When a high priest goes into the uh, Holy of Holies, he's not just uh, atoning for sin and putting the blood on the mercy seat for the people only. That's for himself as well. And so when we begin to, you know what I mean, ask God to have mercy on us, have mercy on our family, forgive our families, and we repent on behalf of our families. And where do you get that from? Uh, thank you, Holy Ghost. When Nehemiah began to seek Artaxerxes, he sought Artaxerxes, the king at that time, and he sought Artaxerxes and he repented for his generations. Come on. When Daniel was in his, let me say, lamenting period, and people call it Daniel for that, anyway. Um, he was in this lamenting period. He was repenting for his ancestors. And so you can, in so many words, repent on behalf of someone else. As you begin to make these things, uh, let's just say, noticeable to them as well. And so it's to the point where we all ask now for repentance of our sins. We all ask now that God will forgive us of our Come sins. On. Because if sin does not leave, then we cannot be in right standing with God. So that's number one. So presenting man to God, mm -hmm. that's one of the main things that the priests would do. The, the priest, the high priest, but the priest, so to speak. This Equally, um, and I just want to wrap this up, um, being the mediator, joining God to man and joining man to God, that person, that middle man, you know, that liaison, so to speak, uh, in tandem with, coupled with the representative piece uh, of, let's just say the priest, well, that means that that person has to represent God in the things that, in the way that he knows what God says, he knows what God is saying, he knows God's laws, his precepts, and not just saying to be perfect. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. But to really walk the walk as but best you, as possible. You teaching. Well, you teaching. so this is what priests did in those days, pre-Jesus. Yeah. Pre but when Jesus, the high priest, Hebrews chapter three, verse one, when Jesus came, then he did the same thing because he going to look us square in the face in the word and John's gospel. He going to say, when you saw me, you saw the father. So he's not doing what he wants to do. He's doing the same. He's walking the same role that they did in the old Testament and that we should do as priests, leaders, coverings of our own households. So, and so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So, 
my question to you is, mm-hmm. you know, because being a priest of the household, Definitely. um, you broke it down. Like honestly, that's a revelation. Okay. Um, and I know for a fact mm. that's something that you had to learn. That wasn't something that you, yes, just oh boom, this is what yeah. this is. Because Definitely. even in our match, you always been a praying man. Okay, let me just Praise put that. God. Let me Praise drop that Lord. right there. <laughs> but it was yeah, you have to be a priest of your household. What mm. action are you showing to show that you're a priest of a household? Not just praying. Mm-hmm. How are you acting in your household? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, with us. Mm being married for such a long time, mm-hmm. I want to ask, was that hard to stand up to that title of a priest of your household? Okay. Twofold. Uh, yes and no, but, but, but let me, let me hopefully make this concise. I was a little ignorant to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, me now and me <laughs> 17 years ago, totally two different people. Me now and me last year, two different people. And so the point that I'm making is that I would hear that. But it's like, you know, went over my head, it was yeah. one and out the other. It didn't really make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? But like riding a bike, you mature. You get better at it over time, kind of thing of that sort. And so, you know, uh, was it hard to stand up to it? Uh, yes, uh, because like that that's a real, that's it's a, a real serious tax. deal. That's you know what I'm saying? Tax. You know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, man, I'd be completely 100% honest with you. Maybe it hit me today. When I stand before the judgment throne, mm. man, I'm, I'm trying not to start crying. I have to give an account for you and my boys as mm. well as myself mm. because God gave y'all into my care. Mm. So it is very, very serious how you steward who God gives to you. Mm. Look, man, <laughs> you know, when they say, he say, God, God watching me like I'm Hulu. And that, that that's, that's what one of the, uh, the rap, gospel rappers that said. <laughs> <laughs> Aha Gazelle, he's uh, anyway. And so anyway, he was ta- he made the song, and when I look at that, God is really looking at me mm. on what how I treat you, mm. how I do for you, how I do for our children, how I do for those around anybody. If I was to preach a sermon, don't you know I'm being scrutinized by heaven? Mm. By heaven. Mm. God is looking at me. And so the point is, is that this this ain't some oh uh God is good. God is great. We thank you for this food today. Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep kind you of... take that mon- serious. If I don't take it serious... Okay. Now, I ain't trying to go there. When John wrote to Ephesus, and I have to end here so we can move on. When John wrote to Ephesus and the Ephesian church in Revelation chapter 2, he said if they didn't repent, he would take the lampstand. Mm. He would take it. Mm. He would lose it. Mm. So y'all mean too much for me to lose? No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, maybe I should grow up somewhere. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe I should yeah. probably, if I'm not taking it serious, maybe I should take it serious. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it there mm-hmm. because God ain't playing. Yeah. This is a real ministry. Yeah. Marriage real. is a real it's ministry. A real ministry. Family, is, parenting is mm-hmm. a real ministry. You know what I mean? So anyway, okay. Let me, let me yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now. What are some of the main things that you desired in a husband the most when you got married and why? What are some of the main things you desired in a husband? And while we're thinking about that, um, ladies, that's on here, whether you're married or not, I want you to answer that question in the chat in a few words. What are the main things you desired in a husband? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first, you know, I wasn't really like praying 
for a husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like? I wasn't like, I was having fun being single. You know, I'm going to be honest yep. with you. And that was fun before Christ and yep. after Christ. You know, that was BC and AD. <laughs> but um, I was actually cool. I was cool being what I was. I always just, don't get me wrong, I desired one, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, Actively looking. Actively like, oh, God, when right. he going to come? You right. know, when, right. you know, I wasn't even really praying for that. Yeah. But I think the shocker was when I started praying was when all these men, you know, uh, if it was back then in my DMs, I mean, mm-hmm. if it was now in my DMs, but men was rolling up on me and, you yeah. know, men that I didn't talk to for a long time. And I was like, wait a minute, this is too much. Mm. And I saw, I started praying more of Lord, if they not like Mm. you, remove them. Mm. Mm. If Mm. they're not my husband, remove Mm. them. So my prayer kind of shifted from remove them Mm. to God. If my husband come, make sure he's a man of God. He love you, you know, and things of that nature. So I was doing that because it was too many men now coming. Mm -hmm. And so really what I really wanted in a husband. And honestly, I really didn't get that revelation to actually in my marriage, you know, because I start seeing things that was wrong and I'm like, this can't be right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, what happened was I started praying and asking God, okay, God, I want my husband to be a supportive husband. Mm. I don't want my husband to be a bully. I, you know, I always knew (laughs) like, you know, abuse and all of that. Like the one guy that tried to lay his hands on me, I nearly killed him. Okay. Because I saw my mom in abuse my whole life, my sisters in abuse. So I knew that's something that I did not want and I didn't play with because I saw it too much in my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that was one thing, but I really desired a man to love me and affirm Mm -hmm. me to, to, you know, really love me like Christ loved the church, unselfish man, you know, that put his family and his wife first. And I also desired a man Mm -hmm. to really like, don't put me down and tear me down, but pull me up because all my Mm -hmm. life I went through the tear down, you know, all my life I seen men that tore women down. I didn't see a man that really loved on a wife and really poured into a wife. And so I really desired Mm -hmm. for my husband to do that. I desire for my husband to to see me as beautiful, to see me as a woman of God, to see me, you know? And so I really yearned in a husband. I yearned for someone to push me, you know, to affirm me because I was a fatherless child, fatherless child in the physical, but I had a heavenly father that always been my father and always been there, always been Abba, Mm -hmm. you know, but I never had that. So I wanted a man not to place a, a, you know, to place a father, but mm-hmm. to affirm me, yeah. to tell me who I am. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I desired mm-hmm. into in a husband. Yeah. And of course, a husband that truly loved God, yeah. because I'm going to tell you something. It can be men that saying they love God, oh you know, and we know a lot of preachers that yeah. say they love God and My raise Lord. in hell. Okay. But <laughs> yes. however, I'm talking a man that truly loved God. Yeah. And and though that man may have iniquity or did something yeah. or sin or whatever the Definitely. case may be, yeah. they go before God like David, like, God, take yeah. this out of me. I don't yeah. want this. Instead of saying, well, 
grace, you know, oh grace, you know, Lord and make us. it, you know, I wanted a man that truly yeah. desired yeah. God. And if Definitely. he loved God, he able to love me yeah. because the yeah. Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Mm. So if God is in the middle, yeah. that man yeah. truly going to, if he's really loved God, like he should, and if Definitely. God in the middle, we keep him in the middle, uh -huh. that man would not falter away right. and go strictly away from his household yeah. and not cover his household. So when you truly love God, yeah. you treat your wife right. That's right. That's right. And it's going to come. Um, God told me this. A hard head make a soft spot. Corey, get it together. God told me, because I need to write this down. God told me this as we were in the lobby at church about to leave. When you, he said, when you have anointing, when you have calling, and when you have greatness on your life, the enemy always come to send confusion. He told me that as plain as day. And so, and he, and he told me that because he showed us, he showed me our son. He showed me our son. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of confusing things, confusing things happened uh, over the last few months. We'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, I was just in stride and he told me that. And he said that when the Holy Spirit said that when God has favor, when he has purpose, when he has anointing on your life, the devil always trying to send confusion. Send and confusion. so when you were just saying that about all them little rascals, all them counterfeits that came before. Counterfeits, come on, that's what they it's, was. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like the devil sending confusion because he can Ooh. smell it. He might not be able to define it, but he can definitely detect it. You know what I'm saying? And so he would try to send all these counterfeits mm. and all this confusion and all this hassle. Yes. You know what I mean? So that you will hopefully give up and get lost in the mm. in the shuffle. But anyway, yeah. And and let me say this. First of all, let me shout out Jody in the building. That's our friend hey, to Jody. the show. That's our LAS. I got Bria in the building, y'all. Listen, Bria. these girls right here, great business women. Go ahead and connect with them. By the way. Um, also, we have Nita in the building. That's our admin, our super duper uber friend. And also, y'all, let me say this too. Um, Jody just said something. She said, I want a marriage that is a container for my growth. Amen. A space for our growth and evolution. <laughs> Girl, you preaching. A husband <laughs> to fan the flame yeah. with a servant heart to affirm and love me. You yeah. basically put what I felt in a nutshell. Amen. Okay. Amen. And 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 when you say to to fan the flame and also with a servant heart, that's one of the things that I see in you. Praise the Lord. A servant heart, and the enemy tried to Praise take that in the beginning of our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, I was bitter towards my husband in a point in our marriage. Um, and I'm going to tell this testimony. The enemy literally tried to destroy. He I'm did. telling you, he tried to destroy our marriage. He did. And I remember where my husband, it was a point I was really sick with my son and I nearly died with both of my sons mm -hmm. nearly died. I, yeah. I had a sickness that tried to take me up out of here. And I remember being so sick. Yeah. But, you know, the enemy tried to tell my husband, well, she's not really sick, you know, mm -hmm. because that was our first that was our first pregnancy. Yeah. And the enemy tried to tell him, well, she's not really sick. She can do that because before yeah. I, I was pregnant, I would I would clean. I would cook. Oh, yeah. I was like that oh, beautiful yeah. wife, even it though I is. had but even yes. though I had an attitude and, you know, mm -hmm. I had some issues, I you know, yeah. but I, I felt like, oh, when you're a wife, 
cook and clean, yeah. you know? And so, but yeah. I had other issues. So that did not even make the marriage because I yeah. still had some underlining issues. And so when yeah. I got sick, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't smell dishes. I couldn't yeah. smell certain stuff. I would just throw up. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight, lost oh, yeah. 40 pounds during pregnancy. Your and so, first pregnancy was the sickest you've ever been. Sickest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so my husband thought, well, she, she's fine. She's fine. And so my husband wouldn't help me. In yeah. my, like he wouldn't help do this. Like I would go yeah. to the kitchen. It's tons of dishes. Yeah. The enemy was so busy in our marriage. Yeah. And prior to that, he was a servant. He loved, yeah. you know, he loved serving his wife, his yeah. family. You know, he is a servant. But Praise the enemy God. tried to trick us out of our blessing, which is yeah. our marriage and our blessing to each other. Yeah. And so I was Definitely. so bitter, bitter towards my husband. Yeah. And that's, I mean, a lot of things added to us about to divorce. Yeah. But I say this to say, as a man, it's okay yeah. to love on your wife and serve your wife. It is. It it's is. okay to help with the household yeah. duties. Yeah. I used to didn't want him to help because I thought, mm -hmm. no, I'm supposed to be superwoman and right. do everything. Right. And so I didn't want him to mm -hmm. help. That was crazy. That was dumb. And so with that, it's okay for yeah. a husband to help. Okay, fold yeah. the clothes with your wife. I right. mean, actually, we make it a little date sometimes and be folding <laughs> and talking about different things. Whatever we can do for our yeah. quality time, that's what yeah. we do. And so it's okay to help. And it, ladies, yeah. it's okay to allow a man to help. Amen. Don't think you're superwoman. You'll have a breaking point yeah. and then you'll be offended with that yeah. husband because I do everything. I do everything. Uh -huh. Instead of uh -huh. saying we do everything together. Right, right. right. I have to... So we got to take a turn mm -hmm. because I know it takes two, but I'm going to say it again, just as we repeat it, I repeat mm -hmm. it from a year ago. If you would have walked away mm -hmm. now, I would have understood because all that servitude and all that mm -hmm. affirmation and all that support and things like that. If I can be a hundred percent, if God is standing here bodily right now and looking me in the face, he would know just like I would know, just like, you know, <laughs> that that didn't come until far later far in later. our relationship. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? And so understanding love languages and understanding who you are and understanding, uh, you know, who you, who you have, like that's your own mm, spouse. Yeah. And so your own spouse is its yeah. own, is her own person or his own person mm. for, you know, whatever gender that's going to fit. Look, we just mm. got a brand new vehicle. <laughs> and let me say this brand new vehicle that we have, you can't put Kool-Aid in the gas tank. No, no, no. You can't put that Kool-Aid mess in there because because that's the type of vehicle that it is. My husband bought me a real nice vehicle. I just want to put that in for free. He bought me a, a real nice vehicle. No, no. Stay right, focused. Why are you just talking about no. you're talking Because about I, I'm trying what's to make Brandy's main wheels. Brandy's anyway, main wheels. That's what he called it. The point that I'm trying to make. Brandy's main wheels. Her main wheels. We got some other ones. That's her main Anyway. But uh -huh. you have to take care of your spouse the way that your spouse deserves to be taken care of. And what ended up happening is that my pride, mm -hmm. my pride didn't let me see common sense and reality. Mm -hmm. My wife was near death and I left her. Mm -hmm. I abandoned her. I'm trying my, not to count. My wife was at the point where she needed me the most. So my... Pride, pride looked like this to me. This is what my pride would look like. It was like, 
Oh, I'm good. Oh, you're good. <laughs> no, you really can't get up and go. Uh, you really should be doing this. So hey, uh, I'm gonna go in my lane and you go in your lane and we'll meet you at the middle and 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 and, and expect peace in the home, mm-hmm. oneness in the home, the yeah. physical uh, intimacy in the home, yeah. and things like that, and get confused and questioned when things aren't flowing the right way. Um, stuff like that are like fevers. When a kid got a fever or when a human got a fever or a kid or adult alike, you know, something's wrong in the body. I don't know if it's an infection. I don't know if it's some kind of condition. I don't know what it is, but there's no way that your temperature should be through the roof. And so those red alerts, those uh, uh, red flags, you know, fevers in your relationship and your marriage, something is off. Something is not right. Something ain't really adding up. And, you know, we need to, we need to (laughs) medicate. We need to get Tylenol. We need to get, we need to get to the root of what that uh, what's is. Going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the root of what's going on. And then, so to add injury to insult, my wife had Z. Okay, so you know how your finger could go like this and be like zero. Mm-hmm. Where she had like this much. I mean, she had no energy, mm-hmm. so she could barely talk. All she could do was get the cup and spit, and then put mints in her mouth so the mints mm-hmm. would just hopefully dissipate the taste. Anyway, the point is this: she couldn't even tell me what she felt like, even if she wanted to, because she didn't have no juice, had no steam, right? She went to the doctor at least four, five to six times with her oldest son. She's been the sickest, the most, the hardest with her older son. Anyway, the point is this. And so I'm looking at her, all right, get it together. No, 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 no. No way, we'll, we'll time out, hold on. Because the kind of person that she is, she just said that she need affirmation. So what affirmation is going to dwindle down, or excuse me, what what affirmation is going to roll into is I need your support. And what support is going to also roll into is be there for her. You know what I mean? And so me just leaving her alone and then just hokey doke, I got my uh, routine and things like that. Man, that's arrogance with all capital letters. And you know what? I At that time, and let me just say this, my sister... Um, Sherelle is in the building. Hi, sister. Hey, My sissy. sister actually just got out the hospital and to come on here tonight and just, you know, show Bless love you, and be all in the comments, Bless sister. You, I love you. Actually, love my sister... <laughs> That's how I met my husband. So this is my older, older sister. <laughs> there it um, is. Sherelle, yeah. you guys haven't met yet. You'll yeah. see her definitely this season. But she actually... Um, mm. knew my husband first. We went to the same church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And definitely. so that's how I met him. And yeah. and before I met her, I was unsaved. And so my mm. sister actually was saved and she lived with me and I saw God in her. Yeah. And so with that being said, my sister is in a building. And <laughs> so I got to say this, what we learned in our marriage, yeah. and that's in 1 Peter 3 and 7. Now we just told our testimony how mm. my husband was. And my husband's going to deal with insensitive men. Okay, oh, we're going to wrap this up. He's going to deal with the three <laughs> type of men. So be ready. The oh, dominant God. men. Okay, so he's going to deal with that soon. Um, hu- the Bible says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate, give honor, dwell with them with understanding. That's what that be considerate and, and be honorable to your wife. And it says, as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner, the weaker vessel, yeah. delicate. Okay, yeah. we're delicate creatures, yeah. and 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 as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing would hinder your prayers. Yeah. And so, yeah. men, you have to be yeah. considerate of your wives, mm, buddy. Because if you do not deal with your wife like the like Jesus dealt with us, so gracious and loving towards us, yeah. 
if you do not treat your wives with respect and yeah. love on them, yeah. the yeah. Bible says your prayers will be hindered. Let me tell you something. During that time when wow. our marriage was totally jacked up, okay, <laughs> yeah. my husband's prayers was hindered because he did not deal with his wife in yes. a delicate way Yes, because the enemy came in. Yes, And yes. so that was a time in our life we was broke, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> We would share dollar cheeseburgers, okay? We would, I mean, we was robbing Peter to pay Paul, okay? Our marriage wow. was not prosperous. No, There no, was things sir. happening in our marriage. There was so yes. much, there was so much mess in our marriage. Yeah. And so the enemy <clears throat> seeped in, you mm. know, because yeah. one, we didn't keep that God in the middle. Although we was religiously doing church, right, right. we was religiously going to church, yeah. I was bitter, yeah. I was broken. Yeah. I was rebellious. Yeah. I was, I mean, my mouth is so, I told y'all about me last week. Go yeah. on and watch part one about what the, how the women can yeah. be that, that strong woman in a relationship, how right. you can be. Yeah. I was something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my husband, because he didn't deal with me delicately, right. His prayers were hindered. Pride hindered my prayers. Here's why I'm chuckling earlier on when you uh, said that is because, um, I've been knowing that scripture since I've been knowing it. And it's been all right under my nose. But if I would have looked at that, you know what I'm saying? Any sooner and really understood that for what it was, then it wouldn't have been like, you know, uh, this separation in our marriage, uh, we're married, but I'm over here, you over here. It would have been more unified and that probably would have, let's just say, alleviated some of those fevers mm -hmm. in our marriage. You know Ooh, what I mean? Those fevers in and our marriage. Yeah, it's like, fevers it, in our marriage. Like, I can't think of a better Something word. Something causing it. It's some type of infection. <laughs> I, what is it? Man, come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the whole point is, uh, it's like, you know, dwell with them according to marriage. One reason why I love that, you know, and why that speaks, uh, you know, on a different case, you know what I mean? It's because when you, when you dwell with your wife according to marriage, I, I don't know what the other translations say, uh, a lot of people, they just get divorced just because. Oh, you ain't gonna let me hang out with my, uh, my my boy, my homie. Uh, I'm out of here. Oh, you uh, you ain't gonna let me spend no money. Oh, I'm out of here. Oh, you this, you that, some little bitty minute yeah. minuscule things, and people won't dwell, and they won't dwell because God said for man to leave his family and to join with his own wife and to become on. one flesh. That like now, so that's Bible now we Old Testament. Deal with that too. You know we gonna I mean? deal with you letting your, your your sisters and your mother and your brother and <laughs> oh, your friends shucky. all up in your marriage. <laughs> okay, that's one thing, men and yeah. women. Keep them up out your marriage, but go ahead. But, but you know, and, and I'm saying that to say is that uh, equally on the other side of the yard where it did, you know, involve me, I, I, mis I mistreated, I mishandled. And I totally abused my wife. Now, that's not the abuse. No, nah, not that abuse, shot. Now, I not, was from the hood. The, okay, I'm just, well, I'm just yeah. Yeah. Well, she was. No, just, her part of the hood and my it. part of the hood were like, you know, her way baby. You know, it, it's not a physical abuse. It's not a verbal abuse. abuse but even the lack of, uh, and I got to read this. I got to read this and let's move on. Even the lack of, uh, you know, support and, and just, you know, yes. oneness is abuse. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, mm. it, it says like this. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. succeed. Come on. Verse 10. If one, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. 
but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Eleven, eleven, excuse me, eleven. Eleven, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Um, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And so here is what this means. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, two-sided, three-sided man, you know, good and bad alike. Yes. But the thing that my wife needed the most was oneness. Yes. So we were, su- this caused the hugest fever in our marriage mm-hmm. because one person was there, but the other was absent. Mm. And now I understand how, and I'm just going to take a father role because you hear this word, you know, Debbie dads. Um, I know now, looking back on my own life and looking back on my own role in our marriage, how a person can be present but absent at the same time. Ooh, come on. You know what I mean? Present but absent. Because this wasn't getting fulfilled, this Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. But it seemed like, you know, when that's, and that's one of the, that's one of the modes of protection. And I have to say this and keep moving on. One of the modes of protection, you know, is that the wife needs to know that you're there. Yes. The wife gotta know that you're there. I, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. But you know, we're moving on. I, we, we gotta move this. on. Yeah, you talk. Yeah. But you know what? I gotta say this. The Bible <laughs> says, and in Amos three and three, how yeah. can two walk together except Definitely. they agree? Definitely. And that's just not meaning a Muslim and a Christian. You right. know, right. that that's not just meaning that. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But in all things, that's why you gotta check Definitely. out the man. Do we believe in the same thing? Do we believe in discipline? Is our discipline the same? Do we believe in fi- our finances? What do you what do Definitely. you think about finances? Everything's and how on it the needs table. To be controlled in the house. Yes. Also, what do you think about monogamous relationship? Because listen, oh, <laughs> these folks out here bringing folks to your bedroom. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, and so they he ain't talking about the threefold with another person in the middle. No, 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 he's no. talking about him in the middle. No, we okay. talking about Jesus. Let's we ain't talking about, about that other that. stuff. That, that's the devil. Okay, and so you know, you gotta make sure that you guys on one accord with everything. Yes, you know what I mean? Definitely. Mentally, physically, what you believe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. what do you think about this, Billy, with our mm-hmm. kids going mm-hmm. to this school? No, Billy, right. want to send your kid to a pub, you want to go to private. How is this going to work out? You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. And so you need to make sure y'all right. on one accord, you're right. walking together as one. Right. And so uh, I got to say my childhood friend is on here, y'all. And hey. that's another thing, too. Um, My my childhood friend, Jennifer Griffith, y'all see her on here. She said, hi, Costos. I'm tuning in all the way, baby. I'm loving what I hear. And we are delicate creatures. Amen. And, and another thing, too. And, and this is for the wives. We're going to get back to men. Men also, ladies, love you to have on something nice at night, too. I just got to throw this in for free. And my friend, she have a lingerie company. And let me tell you something. I bought some stuff from her, and it's good stuff. And let me say this. We we go to Victoria's Secret, but you have a black-owned woman, a woman with a black-owned business that have lingerie. Okay, Victoria, and I don't share, I don't share, you know, Victoria, because they be all naked and stuff like that or whatever. So I don't share my page. And my friend, she out, and I told, I told my friend, I told her this, and I'm just going all the way over. I said, listen, I'm gonna support you, and I'm gonna tell people all about your business, but I can't share your post now, friend. I can't share your post. You know, you know, friend. You know what? With her being a friend and know me and know what yeah. we got going on here, she didn't say that friend. You ain't showing my post. She was like, oh, I get it, friend. <laughs> I said, I can't show the little line. The girls all the lingerie, just like I don't be sharing. 
the Victoria's Secret that I wear online. But however, I want to support my friend. Hook her up, guys. She got some nice lingerie. So anyway, back to the subject, ladies. You got to make sure you look good for your husband. My sus sister. Holla at Jenny, sister. Holla at Jenny. <laughs> so... With that being said, I love it. Yes, it's called Dirty Girl Lingerie. And she talked about the diamond and how you was dirty at first and now become a diamond. And, you know, you go to her. You, you'll see what she's saying about Dirty Girl Lingerie. So, uh, and post the link. Post the link, Jen. Yep, and shipping is fast, sister. And so, back to what we were saying. Um, I want to say this too, honey. And I got this question for you. Okay. <laughs> what? I, Back on track. I know. I'm I don't know about lingerie. I seen Jenny and I thought about that lingerie. I got something in store for you, man, baby. Oh, happy birthday. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Well, come on. Okay. So, listen. Look, I get, I'm feeling all nice. Y'all see that? I went from like this to. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> what you have learned in our marriage of 16 year marriage on what that mean about Ephesians 525. Because I heard so many different things about it, but you always bring revelations to that Praise scripture with husband love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave him himself up for it. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? And men, listen to this. Listen to this, okay? Because a lot of people have misinterpreted this or they haven't really revealed what that truly mean in a marriage. Okay. In 16 years, ooh, what is it? So in two months from Sunday, it'll be seventeen. It's gonna be seventeen. I've been with this fine man right here. Oh, you trying to be friendly? She's trying to be friendly. <laughs> no, um, what I've learned in this going on seventeen years of marriage is that love can be really. Uh, I'm trying to pick my words best and not say defined as, but it definitely can be demonstrated in two ways. It can be demonstrated in two ways, mm -hmm. and that's both to serve as well as to sacrifice. And you get this from the person of Jesus. Now, check this out. As you mentioned, as you asked, you said, uh, how you say, uh, uh, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that Jesus, he loved the church that he gave himself yes, he for. Did. So husbands love their wives like Christ loved the church and he gave himself for it. Mm. So how do we love our spouses, our wives? How do men love their wives that they give themselves for it? So I have a few references. John 15, 13, it mm. says the greater love has no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his, his life. friends. Now we know that directly and that literally Jesus was talking about physical death. He was, he was days away from going to the cross. So he was going to die. Yeah. Okay, so I'm no good dead. No husband is no good dead. No good so, for me. So what is the figurative meaning yeah. of give yourself or lay your life down? And it's simply to sacrifice, sacrifice as well as to serve. Okay, watch this. Sacrifice is giving up something important or value for the sake of other considerations as well as the sake of other things. So when you sacrifice, when a person sacrifices, then they give something up for others, for others. and they give up what's most important up for them or to them for the sake of somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now to serve, it's simply to perform duties uh, or services for others. And it's also meeting the needs of others as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's what the Bible says. Jesus 
in Matthew 20, 28, he said, just as the son, son of man did not come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so what you learn about that is and what I learned is that the more that I sacrifice and the more that I serve and the more that I give and the more that mm. I do for. So a day came in without you getting some beverage. Yeah, I let, me just, let me just put that plug <laughs> in, y'all. My husband, since we have been married. Amen. Now, I'm going to say about the... It, 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 it was definitely later. It was later. We about, was in St. Louis then. We was in St. Louis. So yes. what is that? Uh, My husband for about just, 10, 10 years, uh, yeah, he always at night bring me my, that's that servitude I was talking about, y'all. He Praise bring the me the tea. My family know about the tea. They be thinking he supposed to bring them tea the when tea they party. come here at night True. too. Mm -hmm. They be like, Corey, we get that tea before we yeah, go to bed. Everybody just got the tea party. But, I'm but my husband make me some good tea at night. <laughs> You know, and then he also, if it's not tea, he bring me something to drink at night and put so, it on my nightstand. Yeah. I love that, yeah. you know? And so I, I just wanted to say, you know, and I, I, I so what I don't want to do is be like, hey, I'm this, I'm that. That's not, I don't want to do. Yeah. But here's what I learned over time, you know, because when it comes to sacrifice, I don't care how tired I am. Uh, and, and even, uh, or just how, you know, uh, how much I don't really feel like, you know, going to do that. What's going to bless me is that when her need is met, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So she's going to get that cold, uh, jug of water. She's going to get that tea. She's going to get that Arnold Palmer. She's going to get whatever that That's thing is. That's when I make sure his needs is met. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm how are you going to say that on I'm, the, I'm and in a whole wide world? Jesus! Now wait a minute, I don't know how you rewind this thing. Let me know. Well, she ain't lying about that. But the whole point is, is that uh, getting her knees met. Let's go back to that oneness thing. So they're talking about uh, in Ecclesiastes that if uh, two lay down, then uh, they can keep each other warm. But if one's by themselves, then uh, they they stuck. You know what I mean? Kind of thing like that. This woman, she runs her own businesses. This woman has a job. And this woman got two Bigfoot, supercharged, appetite, uh, adrenaline-filled boys. And so the whole point is, is that she's going to need some support. And so, hey, I need you to run and get this. Hey, I need you to help me cook that. Hey, I need you to prep this. Hey, I need you to fold this. Hey, I need you to do this, do that, do that, do that. But then, so here's my personal goal. I want it to the point now where you look up and it's done. I don't need you to say anything. So, hey, I'm just going to prepare this and prepare that. I'm just going to do this, do that, do this, do that. Because I had heard earlier in the day that you're trying, you got these several tops spinning. You're juggling three things at the same time, maybe four or five or even eight. Anyway, the objective becomes how can I meet your needs, right? How can I put away the things that I think that, that are important to me? It ain't that I think are. Like, if I don't do these things, I have to account for other time later in the day because these things are important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so the point becomes is that now something got to get sacrificed, but it cannot be you. That's why I have to lay myself down. I got to lay myself down. I got to lay my thoughts down. You know, I got to lay my desires down. Unselfish. Unselfish. And, and them as my mans, and I would never take them and give them back. But even when you were pregnant, Okay, uh, in, in Japan, they have uh, hot coffees in a can. 
huh? And so I'm driving eight hours to go get some coffee because you was pregnant. And then, and then in, 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 in the Himalayas, you know, they don't, they have the rarest salt and that's the only time I can eat salt. And so I, I got to drive to the Himalayas and I got to go here, go here, do, do this and yeah, things like that do. to meet yeah. the needs of others, yeah. sir. Yeah. That's the work. And so, you know, what I learned is that the more that I'm serving you, mm. so I'm extend the scope a little bit, broaden the scope, mm. serving the boys too. I will never eat first before y'all get y'all food. And my husband do that. And it don't matter if I, I he would, and he do this period. If we're sitting at the table and everybody don't have their food, he will wait. Yes. So everybody food on the table. I ain't gonna lie, I'm about to eat. I served y'all, I make they plates, because that's just me. I cook and make the plates. But I'm not finna sit here and wait on my friend, my cousin, my auntie, and all of them. He will no. wait. If y'all go out hey, to eat with it's us, over there. he will wait till everybody food on the table yeah. before he eat. I ain't finna do that. And and so so what I'm learning, what I'm learning, mm -hmm. like active, like this moment, this second, is that the more that you're consistent. Yeah. with the things that you do relative to serving and yeah. sacrifice, then that's, that's going means. to let you lay down your life. Mm. I, I, so so here, here was my note saying, this is how you know Jesus laid his life down. Well, he laid his life down on Calvary, but then he laid his life down before he got there too, mm. okay? In the last verse of the Gospel of St. John, mm. John had the audacity to write this. He said that Jesus did so many miracles mm. That if they were published in books, the world would not be able to contain them. Mm. That's how much service he and sacrifice that Jesus did, mm. right? And then on top of that, uh, we said last week uh, in the Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, um, patience never gets old. Mm. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Patience, patience, patience never gets old. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to benefit from the person who chooses patience. And then the, uh, love, love is patient. Love is kind. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 13 and four. Love is patient. Love is kind. And so, you know, and then uh, here, here's, here's the thing to kill the pride. Let's kill pride now. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So Philippians, Philippians chapter two, <laughs> verse seven, boy. You that Philippians 2 7, it says, Jesus, he took on the role of a servant and made himself of no reputation. Made himself of, of no reputation. Repu like, it's not about me. It's not about what I think. It's not about what I want. But it's about what the Father is going to have me to do on behalf of and for the sake of others. And so it's not about me. And so here's what I hope to teach. Here's what I hope to, because the leader got to lead by example. Here's what I hope to teach. That it is more rewarding to give than to receive. People are going to monetize that. But the whole point is, is that God is, he's more, he gets the glory in the real uh -huh. true ministry of service, yeah. even in the marriage covenant. Uh, okay, now, now yeah. it's my turn. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, because I don't get caught up. <laughs> you know, he was talking about some stuff. That's all right, baby. That's all right. <laughs> okay, how do you think a man or a husband could help his wife to progress, to excel, or even flourish in a marriage? I mean, you really just said it, you know, having patience. Um, one of the things that Nat Natalie just highlighted, what you had said, something got to get sacrificed, but it won't be you. Amen. And that's, that's Amen. a whole word. Amen. I think, you know, Amen. what's beneficial for a husband is that sacrifice. Like you said, whatever you got to do, 
you know, to make sure your house is maintained. Amen. Um, like I said, my, my very first pregnancy with your, it was just horrible. Okay. Mm -hmm. The second one, we was yeah. in St. Louis and I was pregnant. I was really, really sick too. Yeah. I, um, he was the longest. He was the longest. Jeremiah was the hardest. I was, still, I was, was throwing up still. When I was pushing, I was throwing up, you know. And so months. my husband during that pregnancy, he redeemed. Okay. <laughs> he redeemed. He's like, nah, we ain't going to go back that. We ain't going to go back there no more. No, and my sorry. husband, he sacrificed. I mean, mm, he had son. to do everything because I was sick. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh -huh. And you, you. When the Bible says, you know, for a man to love the wife like Christ of church, you selfishly, like you just explained, mm -hmm. you gave all that to me in your household, Praise you know, um, and I, I know for a fact, that's what a male needs to do for a wife to feel love. You mm -hmm. know, you sacrifice, you mm -hmm. don't make it all about you. You know, yeah. you have those dominant men factors where I think a man's supposed to be a man's man. I love a man, man. I don't yeah. like, I don't yeah. like the skinny jean wearing man. I mean, that's just my preference. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. I love a man, no, man, but, but I don't want you yeah. to be so man, man, that you forget the bigger picture of mm -hmm. sacrificing for your wife, mm -hmm. where you feel like, now nah, she's supposed to do that. You just throw your stuff down the floor. Mm -hmm. You just, like, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am not your maid servant. That's an but, instant fever. Yeah. That's Ready an instant happen. fever. Somebody <laughs> going to die tonight, but now, <laughs> but now, but now, but the thing is just you being patient. I think we need Praise that God. patience from a male. Mm -hmm. And one of the scriptures that I love. It said, in the same way, husbands, it's in the same Ephesians 5, mm, mm. Uh, 28, 29, in the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. Yeah. He who loves yeah. his wife loves himself. Yeah. And for no one ever hates his own flesh, right. but provides right. and cares for it. Right. Just as Christ does for the church. Yeah. And so a man needs to care for his wife. Yeah. A man, you don't hate your own self. Right. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. You care for yourself. You make sure mm -hmm. you're nourished mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you okay. Well, so yeah. why mm -hmm. not do that for your wife? Right. You provide. And the big thing, provide. Uh -huh. I don't believe this is what a man is supposed to do. I don't believe in Bob sitting in front of that TV <laughs> eating Captain Crunch and Honeycomb and tricks yeah. all that and Frosted Flakes mm -hmm. and all of that and not providing for his household. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Get your butt up and you go work. I'm just saying. No, because provide for your house. I mean, some things that are old fashioned are still uh, correct for today. Yeah. And that's how we learned it coming up. That's how we learned. You know a saying? man provides. A, a man provides. And you, you know need I mean? to work. And a man don't work. He don't, he don't think I'm going to fix you some food and you sit on that couch. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't even looking for a job. Now, <laughs> it was time in our marriage, as we said before, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that my husband, the role switched because my yeah. husband and what yeah. happened with his job, he got laid off. Yeah, and months. I don't mind that. Let me tell you something. I was so excited. My husband at home, he got Joel for right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to work. Okay, me, see you later. Me and my man was you know? kicking it. So oh, I was like, man. well, I'm going to make this money. But there was nothing wrong <laughs> with that because I know my husband is a good man and he going to work and he was trying Thanks, to God. seek you know what I'm saying? Employment. He uh, wasn't that lazy husband. <laughs> he wasn't that deadbeat husband that my husband is about to talk about to end the show. Yeah. But he was a good man. So I did not mind getting my little puss yeah. with my keys <laughs> and go get in that car, start it up, zoom, zoom, and go to work. 
You know, okay. you had a good job even then. Boy, you, you be keeping it. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Man, you got benefits you know, and everything. Yeah, I'm just saying, you got one of them wives and lazy. Hey, man, I appreciate that. I, I, I am yeah, thankful. Them little benefits. But, no, but to, to make that, you know, to be exact, I love mm-hmm. a provider, a man mm-hmm. that's patient with his wife and uplifting his wife. That's necessary. Definitely. That's definitely. necessary. No, I totally so, agree. Go I ahead. got a question for you, and uh-huh. we're about to end this thing because, you know, I got the timer on here, so we're about to go. So, my question to you, Costello, you have so many people that misinterpret this scripture, oh and we, I got two, two questions. Okay. Um, and the true meaning of cleaving to your wife, mm. because we experienced this in my marriage. So, ladies, mm. let me tell you something. I don't mind a mama's boy, but when the mama's <laughs> boy have, have become her husband, it's a problem. Okay, love your listen, men. Love on your your you know your mamas, but yeah. it shouldn't go before your wife. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. now this yeah. is not the case with me and my husband because yeah, you know that wasn't the case. Okay, mm-hmm. as far as his mom and none like that. Yep, yep, but yep, however, yep. the passage said the passage says, "For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, mm-hmm. and they twain shall become one flesh." So then they are no more two mm-hmm. or twain. But one flesh. Yeah. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put us under. Yeah. So we experienced some folks trying to get in on our little marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got a little testimony about that. I love y'all <laughs> now. You know, we we here now. <laughs> but he did have some family members that yeah. didn't understand marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with them not understanding marriage, they would mm-hmm. try to come in between our marriage. Mm-hmm. I did not play that with my family. My family know to this day. Mm-hmm. They don't come mm-hmm. between this man here. That's I right. didn't play it in the beginning. So I never had the family in the middle as far as me and him. Yeah. But we did have some issues on the other side. Yeah. And so what does that mean to cleave to your own Definitely. wife? Let- and not, not cleave to your family and your wife. Right. But what that means, yeah. you know, that scripture means. So it is... Let me think back. So, right. When this was given to Adam at the beginning of the Bible and further preached about by Jesus in the New Testament, it's simply yoking, unifying, and making the man and the woman one. It All that means, the, if, if one word sums that up, it's oneness. In the marriage, you know what I mean? Physical oneness, uh, mental oneness, uh, uh, emotional one, like every stretch in front of oneness. And, and what and what that means. So when you think of oneness, think about your body. Okay, here, let's go here about your body. Okay, uh, my wife can't jump into my body. My neighbor can't jump into my body. I can't jump into a person's body. And so what that means is that when a man cleaves to his own wife and they become one flesh, Mm -hmm. then that means that God has joined them together so that they can continue in the way that God has for them together Mm -hmm. in oneness. And so Mm -hmm. I think uh, a better way to appropriate this is that, of course, you don't get married and just cut off and sever every relationship that you've ever known in your entire life. Of course, we understand that that's not what this passage is saying. But what this does uh, imply is that definitely, number one, you're going to be one with your wife, Mm -hmm. one with your husband, one with your spouse, whatever uh, gender you are, are, or, you know, role you're playing. But then, two, 
That is, the, and, and here is one of the ways that you understand that this is the single most important relationship yeah. in the Bible. In the Bible. This trumps parenting. This trumps yeah. uh, family life. This trumps uh, other relations, uh, uh, relationships and relatability. Yeah. Like this is, marriage is the number one relationship in the Bible. It trumps Even parenting. Your kids. And so if my wife and I are becoming one flesh, or excuse me, if since our wife and I are one flesh yes, and we we're are. becoming increasingly one moving forward, then there's no room for anyone else mm -hmm. to come in. So with that number three or four, anyone else trying to come between the marriage is really illegal. It's illegal. To some extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the objective is is to unify with you and continue moving forward, forward as one. That's one of the main reasons why I hate divorce. And I think that's one of the main reasons God hates divorce. Yeah. Because if two become one and then they both separate, then it's like cutting your body inside. Ooh. It's like cutting your body in half. And you to feel toe. that with divorce. I yeah. have seen, you know, heard marriage people like, man, it's like, oh my gosh, you yeah, feel yeah. the depth, yes. you know, it's... of that marriage when you separate or when you get divorced and it hurts. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because when me and him was about to get divorced, my yeah. husband looked like he was losing weight. I he probably was. was. <laughs> you know, you laughing, that was real. real. You know, and I felt it. It was just that I was hard-headed, but it is illegal. And that's why God does not, he hates divorce. Yes. However, it's times when you you have. Don't get it wrong. Yes. And and God can sever that and bless you yes. with, a, with a husband that's yes. a thousand times better than before. Because right there's reasons of divorce, you know, adultery there, there, and there are. But, but however, but I, I'm talking about like a whimsical, a whimsical like a like yeah. a like a you know just casual like I, I didn't really care about it anyway yeah, kind of thing you know that, that I just doing what I want to do that, that that's kind of what I'm talking about you know that's not you like watch hey who you marry as best as possible because yeah. don't marry just because man. yes sure yes. God yep yep and, and, and so that's it yeah that's it oneness <laughs> oneness <laughs> and so with that um my question to you mm -hmm. is. Is three types of men in a marriage, and this gonna bring us home, y'all. Stick mm. with us, cause I know this is gonna be off the chain. Hold on to your seat. Praise God. You have three types mm. of men in marriage. You have the priest of the household, mm -hmm. but then you have in the middle that inconsiderate husband. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm. just selfish. Just mm. yeah. And then you have the deadbeat husband. Oh great. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and so let's talk about that mm -hmm. in contrast. Of yeah. What those three husbands are and how we can avoid um, the two, you mm. know, and so let's talk about that. Okay, how we can avoid the two is the most critical piece of uh, your pursuit. How about that? I want to say walk because, mm -hmm. you know, the main thing is Jesus himself. But, but see, that's, that's just, just it. The main thing is Jesus himself. So if you are single, if you are in some kind of impossible situation and you're married, and things are kind of on the rocks with your spouse, hence. Um, you ever heard the term going back to square one? Where going back to square one is simply means that it's not that you left God, but now you begin to, let's just say, uh, reestablish, mm -hmm. if I can say that, 
Maybe that's a better choice of words. Probably not. But let's just say reestablish your your oneness with God. Because, of course, you know, if you're married, then, you know, of course, you have your husband or, uh, you know, you have your spouse. If it's the other side of the yard kind of thing like that. And you're you're in a relationship with your your spouse. But if that person has left or a separation or, you know, if it's a straddling divorce and things like that, then we always need the counsel of God. And equally, we always need the counsel of God's people because, you know, that which comes from heaven is going to be from God to lead us in the next steps moving forward. So that's how you that's know. Good. And yeah. how you know is, you know, based upon your relationship with God, yeah. your consistent walk, your consistent pursuit after the Lord. Okay. I'm going to term it like this. I'm going to call it a two-sided marital hardship. Okay. Mm. My wife, you just said, uh, inconsiderate husband and a deadbeat husband uh-huh. and all these other knuckleheads the and all of the above and stuff like that. And so I'm gonna call it a two-sided hardship. You get these from the Bible and I'm gonna call it the Ahab spirit. This is the deadbeat husband. Ooh, Ahab. And so that Ahab spirit or the deadbeat, that's the kind of husband that you don't want because He's the one that's so disconnected and the wife is running the marriage. So, so the last that I checked, I thought it was our marriage instead of just hers or mine. You know what I mean? And so the deadbeat, he just sits back and the deadbeat doesn't do anything. As a matter of fact, he's supposed to take the stand, but he chooses not. It's a choice and he chooses not to. He's supposed to lead. He's supposed to stand up. He's supposed to do a lot of everything. He's supposed to serve, supposed to sacrifice, supposed to do a lot of what he knows to be right, but he chooses not to. Mm. He's there, but he's not. Mm. You physically see him, but he's so disconnected Mm. to the point where this is going to cause more tragedy than not. He the deadbeat. That's that Ahab spirit. Because what you learn about Ahab and Jezebel is that <laughs> Jesus Ahab Jezebel wore the pants in the family <laughs> Jezebel won the bread in the family Jezebel called the shots in the family like you know Ahab was so passive he was so disconnected because of why because he chose now this is the other layer the other uh side of the two sided marital hardship and this is the Nabal spirit Nabal Nabal spirit and so in 1 Samuel chapter 25 you hear about this brother named Nabal he the harsh. The Bible said it verbatim. <laughs> the, 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 this, this is what Samuel wrote. The Bible said <laughs> in verse number five that he was harsh and evil. Mm. He was harsh and evil. Harsh and so check this out. Evil. He had a wife, and so his wife must have been a bomb.com because the Bible said that Abigail, his wife, she Abigail was. was- she was, I forgot the word that I'm saying. Find this one. Abigail's out yeah. there. Yeah. She, she, she was very good looking and she was very intelligent. Yeah. So how are you going to have brains and beauty? Mm. And, and you're be evil to her yeah. and harsh to her. And so what ended up happening, long story short, let me give you the, uh, the, the 15 second version of this. Uh, David was on the run. Uh, Nabal's uh, uh, company, his tribe, his, uh, you know, all everybody that worked for him, the army, thank you, they're supposed to provide for people that come to their farm, give them, uh, you know, sustenance, give them food, give them bread, give them things to, you know, be on their way in passing. And so Nabal, he got jealous at him. He got jealous of David. And he was like, I ain't doing it because his pride rose up. Everybody heard about the fame of David. So he's like, man, I'm I'm just as good as he is. And I'm better than him. And man, I ain't doing that mess like that. Look, what I know I need to be doing, I'm not going to do because I've already made up in my own mind that I'm serving my own will kind of thing like that. So Abigail flips it. And so one day he got drunk 
uh, Nabal did. Uh, and Nabal got drunk. And so Abigail, his wife, went to go and help David and his men along the way. Here's what ended up. Uh, so here's what we take from this. The same way that Nabal treated David is it really implies the same way that he treats his wife. So Nabal in the Hebrew, it literally means fool. <laughs> so this foolish spirit is going to bring trouble to his house. And so um, 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 I'll find the scripture later. Uh, the, the foolish person who is harsh, who is evil, who is inconsiderate, who is prideful, who is arrogant, who's disconnected, who is, who is just in the marriage by himself. Now, remember Ecclesiastes 4 earlier. You know, it's good for two to walk together. It's mm -hmm. good for two to be in, uh, you know, uh, marriage together. Yeah. But uh, if they're not, then um, that's what's going to cause problems in the marriage. Yeah. So he had his version of marriage. She was trying to follow him. But see, here's what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. uh, when she went to help David and his man, and when Nabal came down from his drunkenness, she told him what she, he, she did for David. And so Nabal went into a stroke and he died. Okay, and so here, here's here's why that might matter. <laughs> so I'm just going to be bold and say this. Mm. If there's a ball in your family, <laughs> if there's a ball in your house, and if you're trying to seek the Lord and go after the things of God, but Nabal has his own agenda. Ooh, ladies. So Abigail ended up, when Nabal dropped dead, mm. she still married the king, David. Okay, and so... I'm trying to pick my words so carefully. God help me in the name of Woo. Jesus. Let me say this. Yeah. God had. Okay. So let, 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 let me skip. Marriage mm -hmm. could be a job or it can be a calling. Okay. And so I want to say this is that some people might be in marriage just because it's a thing that they're not giving uh, a lot of attention to. But when you know, you call to be married because there's purpose on your life. Check this out. God told Adam, he said, it's good for man not to be alone. Why? Why is it good for man not to be alone? It's good for man not to be alone because the call that's on his life and her life. And so even if there is a Nabal situation, then God has a way of yoking you with the person that he intended you to have to begin with. Yeah, you got a lot of questions. Yeah, you're wondering why. Yeah, you're trying to find your way and get your footing and then move forward. But always know that God has a plan. And this is why the devil is mad at you. That's why he's sending this Nabal spirit to try to pull you down. But see, again, it's a lot of confusion that comes upon you when you got greatness on your life. Mm. Like God just prophesied last week. You know what I mean? So the whole point is, is that, you know, when you begin to look at, you know, the call on your own life, God, God, you want to be married uh, is really almost in some regards, uh, you accepting the will of God for your life Come on. because you wanting to be married rightly could very much be God. You receiving God's will for you to be married according to his will for your life. And so if there isn't a ball situation, still be Christ-like, still take the high road, still follow God, still uh, realign yourself with the Lord. But if at the same still, time, if you're married to a fool, if you're married to a fool, now see, now, 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 don't get it, don't, don't get it twisted. Mm. There's still hope. It's still hope. There's always hope. Yeah. Until a person makes their mind up and then things begin to go another way. However, mm -hmm. should that happen? 
Should that happen, God has a way of getting you and pairing you with the person that he intends for you. I meant to say this earlier. It's not about what you do, but how you do it. Mm -hmm. There's a quality to marriage. And maybe I just jumped ahead of myself. There's a quality in marriage. So what that means is that I can just do anything and any random thing, but what comes from the heart reaches the heart. And so they know if I'm for real, you know if I'm for real, you know if I mean what I'm doing just by the quality of what's getting brought to you, the quality of what's coming to you. And so the whole objective is, is that, you know, God has the right quality of marriage for you, for whoever you are. And it's Mm -hmm. probably more than these two ladies that I see Mm -hmm. that I'm talking to in this camera. Okay, now, so we (laughs) talked about the bad. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about the good. Let's talk about the good three-layered husband. Okay. Let's just take it. Let's just, let's just use, Mm. (laughs) I, I will never omit God. Let's use common sense though. How about that? As we talked before, the husband needs to protect. protect. Okay. Protection is more than muscle. Okay. You got some nice we trying to get through the show. And you protection is more yeah. than physical. Yeah. You need spiritual protection. That's right. You need mental protection. You need emotional protection. Mm-hmm. You need social protection. You need protection on every front. It's not just linear. It's not if the enemy comes physically, bodily, mm-hmm. uh, from a beast, the coyote comes into your, whatever. It, that, like, that's not the only form of uh, protection. Protection means that you're going to priestly lead her into the presence of God. That's what protection yeah. means. That's yeah. what protection can mean. Protection means that before she even opened one word, did you know? Oh my goodness, where's that thing at? Did you have any idea? What? I don't know why God said this, but I'm just going to protect he is you. So funny. What? Check this out. This 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 is a statistic that God gave me last night. He said women use an average of twenty thousand words. A day. Mm. Oh my god. I use that many words. If I had twenty thousand, half a pennies, okay, check this out. Compared to seven thousand words that a man would use on average a day. So mm. protection in the sense that I'm not mistreating the things that you say. Remember that whole old, old saying that uh patients never get old? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to be patient enough. <laughs> <laughs> to endure 20,000 words. <laughs> I, I, I just don't me up Look, butt. look. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make but that's real. is that if I want to protect her feelings, mm-hmm. then I got to be patient with her. Be patient. You know what I mean? Okay, let's move on to provision. God knew who to give to me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He, Praise the Lord. He needed all the patience in the world. Go ahead. <laughs> that was on the women thing. Y'all look at the women. Part one. Look at the woman one last week. And we go, we go, and we will tie this thing up and bring it back full circle. Uh, provision really quickly. Providing is more than just food and lights. So half of this provision is gonna come for the provision of your 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 emotions. I'm trying to say feelings. Your feelings need to be provided for. Your spiritual life needs to be provided for. Your likes and wants and needs and desires need to be provided for bodily, physically, uh, emotionally, socially, in any other kind of way. Don't look at me like that. Uh, provision, it means that it's more than just a one-sided kind of narrow focus uh, uh, concept. 
because providing is more, you know, we make money and we'll uh, take care of our lives with money. But still, what about the rest of you? What about the inner you? Mm. What, how is that being provided for? Yeah. That's meeting your love language. And then yeah. lastly, the loving husband, let's wrap it up. The husband loves. Mm. And that's what's going to make him be considerate. That's what's going to make him give. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make him serve. That's what's going to make him overlook, yeah. and, and, uh, overlook, have oversight of the things yeah. that involves you. Yeah. And so as we wrap this up, yeah, you got the Nabal spirit and you got Ahab spirits, but then you have people, mm-hmm. real men. I'm going to say real men. Real men who really want to provide in every way, mm-hmm. who want to protect in every way, and who want to love in every way. Now, again, we're going to define love because you just said that love uh, is like yeah. such that men give themselves yeah. for their women. Mm-hmm. And so when you give yourself in everything yeah. that you have to give, then that's yeah. what's going to fill in the gap. Okay, I'm done. I have talked a very long time. Listen, okay, I'm that done. was needed. That was fine. <laughs> Listen, I must say, I didn't know what, like, I'm like, is he going to take it easy or he going to go hard? Look, you man, went hard. I, look, I, I, you I went hard. Because in the words just, of my son, Joel, he'd be like, don't take it easy on me, Jeremiah, when they yeah, playing right. basketball. That's his word. Don't take it easy on me, you know. Even Jeremiah 15, he 10, and Jeremiah 6, 2, and he, you know, 5 feet. But yeah. he like, don't take it easy on me. So anyway, you did not take it easy on the men tonight. We did not take it easy on the women last week, you know, because this has to be said because there's so many marriages that are broken. Mm. I wish I had more of this, this balance when I was getting married because so many people are broken Mm. and they marry. So many people getting divorced. I know people been married 30 years, you're getting divorced. You mean to tell me? And that's why it's very important to have quality time. Because some people get divorced. And <laughs> because and ain't no because there ain't no was nothing. And yes. you, it was all about the kids. And yeah, taking the kids. Yeah, the yeah. devil is like, yeah. I love my kids. And we probably <laughs> do a lot with our kids. But let me tell you something. I'd be like, no, nah, y'all stand at home. You ain't going with us. Yes. This is mommy and daddy time. Oh, yes. And I shut my door. Oh, we shut my door. What's going to Go in your room. This is mommy and daddy time. Okay? Yep. And so that's why it's yeah. good to have yeah. quality time. It because is. then when the kids get out the house, you get the divorce because each you other have nothing like, in common. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have nothing yeah. in common. So that's why it's good to spend right. quality time. Right. Right. It's okay. Like, if people have their career. People mm-hmm. have stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But it's important to make that play date. Definitely. I mean, play date. Play, well, yeah, play uh, date. Date night. But date, date night. Time. <laughs> I said play date. We- <laughs> play date. But anyway, <laughs> but date date night, you know, with your spouse, with yeah. your significant other, because yeah, them yeah, kids yeah. gonna be going out of school and they you looking at each other like you crazy. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was very much needed. Praise God. Um, we Amen. went to our time. We wanted to shoot for an hour and thirty minutes, and we did because last week we had so much to talk about. Oh my God. So yes. listen, I just want to say before we get off of here, let me just say our Bishop Hawkins is in the building. Ah, Bishop. This is our second pastor, you know? <laughs> and so we love him. Right on. So yes, sir. Listen, yes, they sir. Are our, they not just our former pastors. Yes. They're our friends. We love yes, them dearly. Yes, yes, He's in the building. What's Y'all, up, listen, Bishop? he ain't no joke. He, he one of those pastors. He from the hood. Don't get it twisted. But he loves God. Okay? Yes, he does. And so I love you, For Bishop sure. Hawkins. Love you, I'm Bishop. glad you logged in. My yeah. sister went the whole way in. Esther in the building. I love you, Esther. Thank you so much. Yes. She's our super friend. He said, I'm back. Had to go handle a bunch of foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we get that word bunch of foolishness from him. Yeah, for real. Uh, Natalie, I'm so happy to have found your mentorship. Natalie, I love her so much. Nats. Speaking of Natalie, because we're making announcements. Yes. 
yes, um, yes, yes. Natalie have a workshop. It's oh, a yes, one yes. day workshop. You see it to my oh sweet whatever left, that direction right here. left. And so she have a one day workshop. It's about messaging, marketing, and monetizing. And so it's very important, y'all. This is my business coach. Yes, sir. And this is why I'm yes, putting sir. it out there because it's, listen, she's the bomb. Uh, and yes, let me yes. tell you a little bit about the workshop. It's actually this coming Sunday. It's a one-day oh, workshop. Cool. What you will get out of this workshop, uh -huh. guys, it's a whole lot, especially if you're trying to build your brand, build your business. Uh -huh. And so it's this Sunday. You only have one and a half days. Okay, to sign up. And I don't, she don't have many spots. So listen, mm. it she have taught me a lot in my business yeah. on how to grow it, how to monetize. She gave me so many nuggets on how to even build this platform, yeah. how to um, you know, learn messaging and what to put out there and yeah. how to grasp the people. And so you will learn who is your target audience, yeah. designing your offer mm -hmm. suite to monetize your um your expertise, Ooh. how to market and position your offer, how to profit, clarity on your client, positioning, and social media monetization. Let me tell you something. I'm not good at social media. I hate it. Okay. Yeah. But we know we need it because this yeah. is the world we live in. And yeah. so she teach you that how to strategize in That's that awesome. area awesome. and also roadmap to scale, how to scale your business, there how you to go. automate. Cause she's going to have Chelsea, which yeah. Chelsea is like awesome. She actually do all the different type of my, um, automation cool. with, uh, LAS like yeah. architect society, which is a group of us that Natalie coaches. And so it's so important. If you're a business person, you need a mentor, you need oh, a business. Yeah coach oh, and so she have a one-day workshop and let me tell you something she's booked and she's she well deserve all the money because she taught me a lot amen and so she have a one-day workshop sunday holla at your girl yeah. i'm gonna actually put the link after the show yes. so that you can click also if you go to my instagram i have the link also on my instagram mm -hmm. and i also shared today yeah. this workshop Go and holler at her. I love what she do, the yeah, work she yeah. put me in. And she goes to follow you the whole way. Yeah. And you need someone that you can contact and call one-on-one, -on -one, she's uh -huh, there. Uh -huh. And so she's that deal. Yeah. And so I just want to give shout out to her. Because out her to business is that deal. Yeah. Look, my husband even know her. He call her Nats. That's, That's my home girl. sister, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and so holler at her. She's good at what yeah, she does. Yeah. Also, listen, guys, next week is Girlfriend Talk. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's going to be off the chain. Off the chain, We got some topics we're going to deal with. We're going to talk about it. People are going to be mad at us, but we're going to deal <laughs> with it. Holler at us next week, Girlfriend yeah. Talk. We have Juanita in the building and yeah. Dr. Fiola in the building. Yeah, These girls yeah, let's go. Playing no games. Uh -huh, okay? Let's do it. And also, let me say this. We also have Millennial Speak August the 6th with Octavia yes, yes, Martin yes. and Christopher Robinson. Y'all, August yep. the 6th is going to be really off the chain because they be have lit. a little surprise for us yeah. on that episode. So awesome. I'm excited about it. I can't tell you yet. Yeah. But it's going to be good. So Millennials, yeah. you got to watch August the 6th. Let's go. So that's it. I'm done. Shout out to all my peoples. Look, she put the workshop there and I'm also yeah. going to put it in the link below. Yeah, yeah. My sister's in the building. My other What's sister. Up, Hi, yo, yo. <laughs> Uh, Tasia put the link. Thank you, Tasia. Yes, and sir. yes, Jen Jenny. Oh, listen, you a benefit from Natalie. You yes, need that coach. Yes. And what you do with your your business, mm, um, your mm, lingerie, listen, mm. a black owned lingerie that touches my heart. So right. I have to give her a shout out. You need to holler at Natalie. Uh -huh, okay. Uh -huh. And so um, yes, so listen, yes, we showing you some love. We love you so much. See yes, you next yes. week, Natalie. See all of you guys next week. Yep. And listen, thank you for showing up. Thank, thank you for you being guys. here. Our very first episode, we got two thousand 
um, wow. views on Facebook, and then Wowzers. we end up having 950 some views on yes, YouTube. So thank you God. guys for supporting. Even if you yeah, can't see live, yeah. we have people doing the replay. Mm -hmm. So thank you, replay people. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for returning every yeah. week. Listen, we'll see you next week. This season gonna be off the chain. Oh, the by chain. the way, rocking with Jesus. Rocking with Jesus. These shirts. Click the link, the Spoken Truth Apparel. Yes. And guys, go ahead and get you a shirt. Okay? So the Spoken Truth Apparel.com. Yes. Go ahead and get you some nice tees. We rocking yep. it now. Yes. We rocking for Jesus. We play no games. And all of this goes <laughs> to this production. Amen. So thank Amen. you. Please go ahead and buy some please, shirts. Please, please. Get at us. And thank you so much for joining. We'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Thank you so much, guys.